We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Over the weekend, Oregon head coach Dan Lanning was linked to the Texas A&M coaching vacancy, but on Monday, he emphatically closed the door on those rumors and any possibility that he might be leaving Eugene. It doesn't sound like Oregon's head coach is going anywhere, and we're talking about that on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. It is Tuesday morning. November 14th, and I'm coming to you from a sunny Long Beach, California, back in the Golden State after a phenomenal week and some change back on the scene in beautiful Eugene. Man, I'll be honest, I mean, I'm glad to be back, but I'd be lying if I told you I didn't miss it. You know, there's something about waking up to the cold, crisp air in the morning in Eugene, a little bit of mist. Plenty of rain while I was there, but I'm not complaining. I love the the cold weather, the fall weather. I think one of my favorite memories just from the, my time there uh, this past week or so, I was walking to one of the media availabilities with uh, it was either Lanning or some of the players, and there was this huge pile of leaves. And I don't see too many of those in California, so I just took the time to intentionally just kind of scurry my feet through them and and listen to the sound of the leaves and just kind of feel it and soak in that pure fall moment. Uh, That was absolutely amazing. So uh, you guys don't need to hear about all my fall, my fall anecdotes. Uh, But man, yeah, to to put it lightly, amazing time in Eugene was there for the Cal game and the USC game. And uh, before I left, I I left Eugene last night, right before Dan Lanning's presser. (laughs) But before I left on Sunday morning, uh, I, you know, I got back to place I was staying at like two 30 or something after working the USC game late kickoff. You gotta love that. And then I woke up Sunday morning and look at this headline on my phone. Uh, Jimbo Fisher out at Texas A&M 
man, what a headline. Not really a surprise, but Aggies pulling the trigger and paying more than $76 million to buy Jimbo Fisher out of his contract after six seasons at Texas A&M with the Aggies in College Station. And then after that, uh, you got you got Pete Thamel saying that Dan Lanning's a, an early an early candidate or a, a name to watch for the Texas A&M job. So now here it's kind of if you're an Oregon fan, you look at it. Here we go again. It, Oregon's head coach is getting linked to another opportunity elsewhere, and obviously that doesn't resonate too well with Oregon fans after losing former head coaches Willie Taggart and Mario Cristobal to, quote, dream jobs at Florida State and Miami, respectively. But on Monday night, Dan Lanning had his press conference conveniently right when I took off uh, to leave Eugene, and that was the first question that he was asked, just about his name being linked to another job and his commitment to Oregon. So what I want to do on today's episode of the pod to start us off here is, is read his entire statement answering that question, and then dissect certain parts of that statement and just kind of shed some more light and give some of my thoughts on the coaching carousel, Dan Lanning's options, and and Dan Lanning's tenure so far at Oregon. All right, Dan Lanning's statement starts, quote, we talk about outside noise a lot in our program. I guess the reality here is, one, my name and our program would never be in a topic of conversation for another school if we didn't have something here that everybody else wanted. And the reason we have something here that everybody else wants, that's because of what our players, our coaches, the support that exists here in Oregon have created. I think I've been really, really clear here since day one. Everything I want exists right here. I'm not going anywhere. There's zero chance that I would be coaching somewhere else. I've got unfinished business here. There's a lot that I want to accomplish here at Oregon. My number one priority is being elite here at Oregon. We have the resources, the tools. Anybody that can't understand why you would want to be here at this place doesn't understand exactly what exists here. Like what I've said before, with a 13-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 10-year-old, to be able to raise your family in a community like this, to be able to compete for championships and have the ability to get the resources you need, you know a lot of coaches hang on to these moments. And they don't do anything or don't say anything. One, because they don't want egg on their face when they decided to do something else. Two, because they're concerned about things that I'm not concerned about, like getting a better contract. I'm taken care of extremely well here at Oregon. I have the resources I need here at Oregon to be really, really successful. I'm not motivated by that. I'm motivated by winning. I'm motivated by being elite here. Our players deserve my complete focus. Our fans deserve the best product on the field. It's outside noise. It didn't matter before. It doesn't matter now. I'll continue to say it until I'm blue in the face. I want to be here at Oregon. That hasn't changed. That won't change. End quote. Wow. What what it would have been like to be in the press conference, in the media room, to hear Dan Lanning say that. I think Oregon fans read that. Oregon's fans, Oregon fans hear that. And it's got to be a breath of fresh air to to have a coach that is committed to being at your school for the long term, for the long haul. Dan Lanning has proven in less than two seasons, two full seasons, to be 
one of the better head coaches in all of college football. I, I think he's firmly inside the top 15, and uh, I believe his his current contract reflects that. He got an extension uh, and obviously a, a pay bump over the summer before the season, and and that's a tribute to, to what he's been able to do at Oregon. Got a 10-win season in his first year with the Ducks, and now the Ducks are 9-1 and ahead of a game against Arizona State, former Oregon OC Kenny Dillingham. And the Ducks are knocking on the door of a return to the Pac-12 title game. So anytime a job like this comes up, especially a job in the SEC, it only makes sense that Dan Lanning's name is going to come up because even though he's a young coach, he's one of the up-and-coming coaches, one of the top up-and-coming coaches in the country. He's a proven winner, not just at Oregon, but obviously before he got the Oregon job, that's what made him a target was a success that he had at Georgia winning a national title and at other stops that he's been at being a part of the bigger picture at, at places like Alabama and Memphis and Arizona state the the list goes on. Right. But anytime a job like this opens up, it's just become normal for Oregon fans to hear their head coach linked to that job. But when you look at the Texas A&M job, I really don't see, I mean, I see the appeal. I I know that there are factors that go into it. Chief among them is money. Texas A&M has proven to just be probably one of, if not the richest football programs in the country. We know about their NIL. We know about their donors and just the absurd amount of money that runs through that program. And we know how important football is in Texas. So if you coach at Texas A&M, it stands to reason that you have access to top talent and top recruits in the state, right? We've seen what they've been able to do on the recruiting trail, signing the top recruiting class ever in 2022 with five stars across the board, but where are they now? Some of them have chosen to transfer and and go to other schools. And, And we'll talk, I'll have an episode out probably tomorrow Uh, going in-depth on what Jimbo's firing means for Oregon on the recruiting trail because Oregon and Texas A&M have gone after the same players many a times. But aside from the the money, the recruiting uh, footprint, it it would have been a really, I think it's kind of a hard sell because I was listening to Bud Elliott and the rest of the guys over on the Cover 3 podcast on my flight back, and they were talking about how it's just been a long time since Texas A&M was one of the better teams, one of the top teams, not only in the country, but even in the SEC. Like what there's some, Bud was saying that there's something about Texas A&M that kind of, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but that just isn't quite clicking or there's something that's preventing them from taking that next step. And then you add in Texas and Oklahoma joining the conference in 2024 And another thing the guys were talking about on that podcast, I'm not trying to steal their ideas, but just a lot of really good conversation here. Look at the path to a national championship or just the overall path to winning that you have at Oregon versus Texas A&M. You're in the SEC, which is the best conference in the the country for football in terms of just the, the elite of the elite. The Big Ten is right on their heels, I think, which is where Oregon's going, but you have Bama, you have Georgia, you're going to have Texas, you're going to have Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Florida, LA. like there's so many teams that you're going to have to go against 
granted not every year, but I just think you have an easier path to overall winning and to the playoff and overall, uh, you know, a, a championship, which is what Dan Lanning, want, Dan Lanning wants to get at Oregon and in the big 10. So I think it's kind of a refreshing thing because it's, it's clearly not just about the money for Lanning. And I think in, not to be lost in all of this, we got to give a tip of the cap to Rob Mullins, not, not just for extending Lanning's contract before the season. I'm, I'm sure that, you know, and this, any kind of job like this opens up, you're going to see coaches get extensions as well, but just tip of the cap to Rob Mullins for getting Dan Lanning and just how he's navigated these coaching hires in the past. He he's been really, really good. And for, for Oregon to lose their coach as often as they have, and for them to bring in the guys that they've brought in and then those subsequent head coaches to assemble the staffs that they have, that all starts with Rob Mullins, the Oregon athletic director. So you got to give a shout out to him, but some, some more stuff specifically that, that Lanning said here, um, you know, th there's zero chance that I would be coaching somewhere else. And I've got unfinished business here. There's a lot I want to accomplish here at Oregon. My number one priority is being elite here at Oregon. You, you love that. He says that there's that a coach has everything he needs to attain their goals and to do what they want. And I think that having Bo Nix in the Heisman Trophy conversation is, is great. But if, if I'm Dan Lanning and he said as much about Bo Nix, that's not the goal. Uh, you know, as, as far as Bo Nix kind of deflecting from the Heisman Trophy, the goal is a championship. And to start that, the first step with that is obviously winning your games, winning the next game, Arizona State this week, but getting back to the Pac-12 title game, it's just so easy to get caught up. I mean, I even find myself kind of getting caught up in it a little bit. Just, hey, man, look at the special season Oregon's having. Like, what if this? What if that? But you just got to take things one game at a time. And uh, I'm sure Oregon fans know that all too well, uh, seeing what happened the last time they went to Tempe. We're not going to get too much into that, but you know what I'm saying there. So there's just so much on – the pl on Dan Lanning's plate here. And there's so much left to accomplish. And just from some of the conversations that I've had with people around this, this program, he's locked in, man. And you saw that, that cinematic recap, just, I, I love the, the coaches meeting insight that you got um, in that one. I'm going to, I'm probably going to watch that thing like another 10 times today, but it's, it's, it's awesome. It, it fires me up to hear that Dan Lanning is that there's unfinished business uh, at Oregon. That was one of the really good quotes um, you look specifically at, you know, the rivalries, he got his first rivalry win since he was at Oregon in the win over USC, a rivalry that's going to continue when they both move to the big 10. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. But then you also have Washington. I feel like that's probably part of the the unfinished business, right? Getting a getting a win over them and helping Oregon kind of get back on top in that rivalry. Oregon State uh, in just a couple weeks. So definitely plenty of, of unfinished business here. And then another thing that was awesome about what he said is is really how he kind of deflected the attention from himself um, when he was saying that I wouldn't be in the topic of conversation or people wouldn't be coming after me if we didn't have something special going on here. He said, and the reason that we have something here that somebody else wants, that's because of our players, our coaches, and the support that exists here in Oregon have created. That's the fans. That is the, the community, the, the state, uh, alumni, donors, you know, you name it. It's just so obvious that Oregon is just all in on Oregon football and all in on Dan Lanning and that the fans, the, the buy-in has been tremendous. He talked about the atmosphere at Autzen being probably the loudest that it's ever been since he's been the head coach at Oregon. And I, I didn't go to a ton of games last year. I went to Eastern Washington and Washington last year. And then the, the USC game was my first game this year, but man, that was definitely one of the louder games that I've personally experienced at Oregon. So um, just Oregon's at an all time. I mean, not, not an all time high. Let me, let me dial it back. Got a little bit caught up there. Oregon is up. Oregon is up right now. So they have so much momentum uh, on the field, off the field, and then also what he said about his family. I think those were some more remarks that were um, refreshing. The, the the nature of being a coach in general, but also specifically a head coach, you're on the move a lot. I, I talked about some of Dan Landing's stops before he got to Oregon, right? Georgia, Alabama, Memphis, Arizona State. Um, I, I think he started, he had something um, up in P the Pittsburgh area. I can't, I can't even remember exactly what it was, but that, that one job he had when he, uh, you know, got in his car and drove out there to just to get an opportunity that, that just, I think it doesn't get talked about enough because you have these coaches that are just making millions upon millions of dollars. And you kind of just brush that to the side, like, oh yeah, you're, well, you're getting paid to coach a, a major college football program. 
Um, certainly one that's in the upper echelon at a place like Oregon, but that that's not easy on your family, you know, long nights in the facility, uh, road trips, constantly on the move. And then if you're getting new jobs, picking up your life and, and putting it down and moving it to somewhere else. I, I mean, clearly, clearly that falls by the wayside to a degree for a lot of head coaches that, that are, are just coaches in general, because that's what you have to do. If you want to progress, you have to look for your next opportunity and take it, maximize it, and then see if that leads you somewhere else. You know, it's not like these, these, um, you know, these coaches wives don't know what they're getting into to a degree. Right. But I mean, I just wanted to, to talk about that because that, that there's a human aspect to that, that I think gets lost in the, sh- in the shuffle too often. So I think that was great when he talked about just being able to raise his family, um, you know, given where they're at, 13-year-old, 12-year-old, 10-year-old, being able to raise his family in a community like Eugene uh, at a place like Oregon is special to him. And then the the last thing I'm going to say, not the last thing, but another thing I'm going to say here um, was how he talked about coaches sometimes kind of, I don't know if I, I, yeah, I mean, they look for, for leverage in moments like this when their name gets brought up, right? Um, that's so often why you see new contract extensions because these, uh, these athletic departments have to pony up to pay to keep a guy here. I mean, when it, it's, it's so basic, right? You do well and your name gets tied to another job and, uh, just naturally to keep you at your current job, to keep you from taking said job, your employer will give you a raise. But he was talking about how other coaches didn't name anybody, obviously, but other coaches look at this moment and they kind of, uh, you know, they look for the leverage and they're, they're not definitive. We, we've seen that all too often, right? He said, uh, uh, let's see, you know, a lot of coaches hang on to these moments. They don't do anything or don't say anything. One, because they don't want to get egg on their face when they decide to do something else. And I got to talk about Mario Cristobal. I, I mean, Willie Taggart, the, the quote there was was pretty simple. It was just, he was asked about, is he going to be coach the coach here next year? And he said, why wouldn't I be? You know, you guys are trying to, it's like, it's like you're trying, guys are trying to run me out of here. Something along those lines. There was a fan that put together uh, an amazing uh, clip. Uh, I think I quote tweeted it on my timeline at mTorres Sports on Twitter. And it was basically just a compilation of all the former and you know current uh, head coaches at Oregon being asked about being linked to other jobs, your commitment to Oregon, et cetera. And that's what Willie said. And I was like just starting to get into cover, starting to get into covering Oregon uh, when when Willie was was the head coach for the Ducks. But for I was I was on the beat when Mario Cristobal was the head coach, and I wasn't in Las Vegas after the Pac-12 title game when the Ducks got just stomped by Utah in 2021 for the second time that year. But that was one of the first questions from my guy, James Crepia at the Oregonian, just straight to the point. Uh, Will you sign a a contract extension with Oregon or will you take the Miami job if offered? And I, I just always laugh at it because I was watching that press conference with my buddies that I was living with in Eugene. And you could just feel like, I felt like you could, reach your hand through the TV and just grab that tension. It was just so palpable. And Mario said, let's, let's not create narratives as we, as we, um, as we sit here in this press conference. And I was, you couldn't have, I I put this, I tweeted this yesterday, but I truly don't think 
that there could have been more smoke between Mario Cristobal and the Miami job opening uh, after they fired Manny Diaz before he ended up taking that job, you know, after the the Utah game and that Pac-12 title game. And, and James prefaced it in his question. He said, you know, a lot of the, the hour, m- many of the hours uh, leading up to the game were filled with reports, you know, linking you to the, to the Miami job. And I mean, I understand where coaches are at, right? Dan was talking about it last night saying that you, you don't want to show your hand to a certain degree, but that's why it's so refreshing that he answered the question the way he did last night. He took almost two whole minutes just to, to talk about how Oregon's the place for him, why he likes it here, why it's a, a place that he can be successful at. But for, for Mario to say that, that the media was creating narratives was just laughable to me. I didn't have any sources or intel on that, so I was obviously just going along with what a lot of the uh, – I was reporting or sharing what a lot of the uh, insiders like Thamel, um, Dennis Dodd, uh, Heather Dinich, a lot of the big, big uh, insiders in the college football media landscape are reporting, but that was just super funny. Um, you know, when he said that l- looking back on it. Um, so to get this level of transparency from landing, I think is, is something that I'm sure a lot of Oregon fans are, are really happy about. And for, for landing to go out there and just emphatically shut it all down, that there's obviously clear benefits to that in the locker room. For this team, when you look at the season that the Ducks are having right now and the goals that they have, what they want to accomplish, all of that still being well within their reach and in front of them, that's huge. But then also recruiting, right? Uh, we're at a crazy time in the year right now where we're just a little bit over uh, a month away from the start of the early signing period. I believe it starts on December 20th. He there there's basically, you know, just I guess about 24 hours from when the rumors kind of started coming out about Dan Lanning and uh AM. There were about 24 hours between when that started and really if you think about it, when it ended. And if you're looking at the bigger picture with recruits, uncertainty around a head coach um is not good. It's not good for your your current commits and it's not good for the guys that you're going after. Um and this class is special right now. Number six in the country, according to 247 Sports. Lots of big targets that you're still going after. Maybe not a lot, but some big targets that you're still going after. Roger Saliapaga, the, the Utah wide receiver tight end, chief among them, I think, right now. He's a big one that was just in campus this weekend, on campus this weekend in Eugene. So you shut these rumors down, and that sends a message like very quickly and very clearly to your team and to recruits that are looking to potentially play their college ball at Oregon. Um, so it's, it's, you know, positive news all around to, to start the week, really. Um, I think I tweeted out that the conf- that Dan Lenning said that on Sunday, but then I had to edit it that it was Monday because it kind of felt like a Sunday because I wasn't back home in Long Beach just yet. But really good news to start the week for the Ducks. Um, I think the last part of the quote that I wanted to touch on and just, and just reiterate he said, it's outside noise. It, do- it didn't matter before. It doesn't matter now. I'll continue to say it until I'm blue in the face. I want to be here at Oregon. That hasn't changed. That won't change. So Dan Lanning, Dan Lanning looks like he's in it for the long haul. He really does. Uh, everything he's saying certainly seems to indicate that. Everything he's doing certainly seems to indicate that. And that this really has the makings of a special season 
for Oregon. And um, they obviously want to make sure that they finish it the right way. You got Arizona State this week, road trip, final road trip of the season before you return home for what could be the last rivalry game between Oregon and Oregon State for who knows how long. Certainly the last time in the Pac-12 because the Pac-12's uh, going bye-bye for all we know. Um, but yeah, they, they got to take care of business. You can't get ahead of yourself. They're taking it one game at a time. Arizona State just beat UCLA on the road. I don't. I think that UCLA has definitely lost some juice as the season's unfolded. A lot of uh, movement at quarterback has clearly, I think, played a hand in that. But a win's a win, and that was definitely a big win for for Kenny Dillingham. They're they're two and seven on the year now. I think. Let me see actually what it is. Hold on. Give me a second. I don't think that's exactly right. Three and seven. Excuse me. Two and five in Pac-12 play. Um, Ducks kick off against the Sun Devils, uh, on Saturday at 1.05 PM on Fox. And, um, I always like to tweet this out, Jeff Levering and former Oregon head coach, Mark Helfrich will be on the call. So a little bit of, uh, info to keep you guys in the loop about watching that game on Saturday, uh, safe travels to everyone that's traveling out to Tempe. But I think that's pretty much all I got for you guys on today's episode. This is obviously some huge news. Make sure you guys lock in with me on social media. I'm at mtorres sports on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm at Oregon Football Max Taurus on YouTube. Do me a favor and drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. We are on the road to 3K. That's the goal. I've been I've been saying that, and your guys' support has been great. You can also follow Ducks Digest on Instagram at Ducks Digest, where I'm sharing some awesome photos from my photographer Darby Winter. He's also going to be in Phoenix or in Tempe, I should say for the game this week. And uh, make sure you guys read all of my most recent stuff over on ducksdigest.com covering Oregon football and recruiting a little bit of hoops here and there. I haven't done that in a while, but hoop season is underway. Uh, I made a five-star prediction for Oregon over on ducks digest. So make sure you guys give that one a, a, a read. And um, I'm sure I'll talk about that in an upcoming episode of the podcast, but um, yeah, let's all have a great week. Thank you guys for taking some time out of your day to talk some ball with me, some Oregon football, share the show with your friends, family, and other Duck fans. And until next time, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast.